Genesis 39 through 41. How many chapters is that? Three chapters? Genesis chapter 39 through 41. Genesis chapter 39, starting at verse 1. Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had who had bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. And he became a successful man, and he was in the house of the Egyptian master. Let me pray for us at this time. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you, Lord, again to be back in your word again in Genesis. Um, Lord, we have been so enriched by your word, Lord, over the months, Lord, in Genesis. How we've been learning, Lord, about your attribute, your character, Lord, how you've been a faithful God, Lord. Um, even from the beginning, Lord, even before the beginning, Lord, you have been faithful. And, Lord, we've been able to see, Lord, your character all throughout this um, book of Genesis. Lord, help us see the same today. Let us see more about you today. Let us honor you today, Lord, uh, by us learning about more about your character here today. And by us, Lord, enriching in your word, Lord, let it shape and conform our lives, Lord, to, to be conformed to you. So, Lord, we ask you to bless us and keep us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Just recently, um, I saw a post, uh, one of the, the best players to ever play basketball was a guy named Kobe Bean Bryant. And um, Kobe Bryant passed away a couple years ago, and they came out with the now names of children that was named after Kobe Bryant after he passed, passed away. Um, I don't remember exactly how many names it was, but it was thousands of kids were named Kobe after Kobe Bryant passed away. Kobe Bryant's legacy still lives on today. And many people at parks, I have gone to parks. Uh, Aline and I, we went to Philadelphia uh, in July, June. I can't remember what month it was. And we actually went out to one of the parks on the west side of Philly, not too far from where Will Smith grew up. And at the park we went out there, it was a court that was painted purple and yellow, the same color as the Los Angeles Lakers, the greatest team ever the same color as the Los Angeles Lakers, but out there, out, out there on the park, we saw paintings of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gigi, all around this court. This is just one court that we see. Alina has started this thing. She has been infatuated with murals. And so anytime we go to any places around the country, we went to Asheville, Phoenix, Arizona. We went to a chicken place called Lucy's. Lulu's, Lulu's, you heard Lulu's? We went to Lulu's, and behind Lulu's, it was a painting of Kobe Bryant in the air. Got a part of his body like a mamba. He's dunking on somebody. Another instant we saw it, we was in another side of Phoenix. We saw another mural of Kobe Bryant on the wall. All over the country, in Kansas City, Missouri, Charlotte, North Carolina, 
These murals are coming up with Kobe Bryant all over the place. What has this shown us? Let's show you the impact Kobe has had on so many lives around the world. We saw the impact, we knew the impact he had. But when that airplane, when, I mean, when that helicopter went down, when he passed away, many people left was hopeless. There'd be no more fadeaways. There'd be no more game-winning shots by him. But all of a sudden, all over the country, people start con um, contributing to his legacy with paintings and, and, and basketball courts. It seemed like when the light in the tunnel was over for Kobe Bryant, it seemed like something else rise up for us to be able to hold on to his impact and his legacy that he had. And I know that doesn't have a, a right implication of this message today, but I think we can see some correlation in our test today. We're going to see here the next three or four weeks, uh, depending on if the baby coming out, right? Um, that we're going to be able to see that you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Amen. And so we're going to see this picture of Kobe have evil happened in his helicopter crash. But right now we see now of people, you know, and surprise birthdays, right? Surprise birthday to a Grizzly game to be able to see the Los Angeles play. People are so still so amazed about Kobe's legacy today. So even though his death left us, many of us, perplexed, we still benefit in the sense of how so many have came together to appreciate his legacy. Well, we're going to see today with Joseph. It seemed like all doors are closed up for the young man. It seemed like the bad things that had happened in his life was the thing that was going to take him out of this life. Many of you guys probably can test that right now in your life. Many things in your life right now that you think that many people that are jealous of you, many people that are attacking you, all these things that are happening around you that many might think is evil, God turns things like that around for his own good, no matter what man may do. And we're going to see that in the life of Joseph. So we're going to do it today in three points in the life of Joseph at, 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 with, with the time that we have. The first thing we're going to see is that how Potiphar's wife lied on Joseph. We're going to see the second thing we're going to see. Joseph interpret the dream while in prison. Which, which is going to be verses 40, I mean chapter 40 and 41 to 36. And lastly, we're going to end off with point three. Joseph made ruler over the entire Egypt. Wow. So jumping point number one. Potiphar's wife lied on Joseph. We have an anticipating of the Savior to come, right? We heard about this in Genesis 3. Sin came into the world. We anticipated for the Savior to come. We thought it was going to be Joseph. But Joseph is arrested and put in prison arrested and sold by his brothers. So sin came into this world and we're waiting on the Savior to come. Would it be Joseph? Because the Savior, when he comes, he's going to bring reconciliation. He's going to bring all the brokenness to himself. All the addictions, 
all the anxiety, all the hurt, all the pain will be put on Jesus on the cross. But we wait on him to come. So right now we see in our text that Joseph, could he be the Savior? We learn it couldn't be Abel because Abel died. It couldn't be Cain because he sinned against his brother and God. It couldn't be Noah because he sinned against God and got drunk. It couldn't have been Abraham because he dishonored the Lord at time and unfaithfulness. So could it be the grandson, Joseph? We know of in our text is that Joseph was one of the only persons in the Bible besides Jesus, and might be one or two others, that we don't hear anything bad about. Joseph's life is a life of righteousness. But today we will learn with Joseph is brought back around uh, in the corner with Joseph under the Lord or this under the Lord. And Joseph's brothers knew Joseph's life was over. He wouldn't be vital or needed. They wouldn't need any more attention from Joseph from his father. That now that Joseph was getting gotten rid of by the brothers, the brothers see like now we got all the attention that we want from our father. But if they only knew, if they only knew. And a lot of times, family, we don't know what the Lord has in store. We may count someone out in a situation. Joseph's brother counted them out. They were jealous of him. They got the coat that the father made with amazing, beautiful colors. They were jealous of the brother and tried to get rid of him and kill their own brother. They counted them out. But I say this right here, when mankind may try to count you out, right? They were in numbers. The brothers were in numbers. Joseph was the minority. He was by himself in the midst of this. But Joseph had one person on his side that couldn't be stopped. That's good. So our God had to finally say so. Amen. But this not only happened to Joseph today. Family, this happened to us every day. Happen to us every day. Because Jesus was also counted out. He had a multitude of Pharisees, right? These Christian folk, or these folk that said they believe in God, the folk that said they love God were, were around Jesus, right? And they were the one that said, hey, crucify him, right? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> These were professing, believing people counting him out. Professing, believing people. Joseph. Joseph was around professing, believing people. These are the people of the promises. Joseph's brothers were the people that give the promise, right? They were going to enter the land and get the land and get out of promises. Family, it seemed like it's actually the professing folks that are counting out the people of God. But even when they counted out Jesus, what happened on the third day? When the world was against them on the third day, the same father that punished the only son, the same father raised them back up. Amen. So family, we should be able to relate to Joseph in this because all of us in this room have been there before or going through it right now. When the world is against us, want to give up, don't know where to turn. But what we see here though is that it's always somewhere to turn for God's people. Return to God Himself. 
I'm going to see it today now. Joseph became a leader in the house of Potiphar. It tells us in verse 1, Potiphar, well, we know that he was an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard. One person said this right here, Potiphar was a captain of the guard for Pharaoh. This Pharaoh was probably Seatrisus the second. In 1897 to 1879 BC. And it goes on to say that right here. Yet God tested Joseph with Potiphar's wife to see if he was going to be obedient. So Potiphar's wife, she lied on Joseph. She was attracted to Joseph. And Joseph turned her down. He didn't want to have anything to do with her because he wanted to honor Potiphar. And so Joseph turned her down. And what did she do here? She lies on Joseph. She would tempt, say, the person said, when she tempted Hampton Joseph, he refused to go to bed with her, for that would be a sin against, against both God and his master. He then deliberately and wisely sought to avoid her daily advances by refusing even to be around her. Now Joseph... He was sold by his brother, right, into slavery. Now Potiphar's wife, now she lies on him, saying now that Joseph is actually pursuing her. And think about it, Joseph right here became the ruler of Potiphar's house. So God has cared for Joseph. He was sold in slavery, but God made a ruler of the house, right? Again. I'll show you about the Christian life. The world is against you. God is all his people. Every time, God exalts his people. So Joseph was exalted and ruled of uh, Pharaoh, I mean, father for house. But what happened is, now Potiphar's wife lies on Joseph. But the brother can't take a break. Do you feel like that right now? You just can't take a break in life? It's like something to keep coming up over and over and over again. Do you feel like that? Like you cannot get a break. It's always something that's happened. Family, welcome to the Christian life. This is the Christian life. Like, man, it's supposed to be like this, right? Becoming Jesus, all your problems go away with. Family, is that true? <laughs> Look all throughout the scriptures, right? These, these disciples following after Jesus, they were struggling the whole time, wasn't they? The, the Christian life was like this. You know, you guys know what a sine wave is? The Christian life, right? It's up and down. It's not like, okay, I'm in Jesus. No problem is going to happen anymore. Family, Jesus lived faithful to the Father, but Jesus spent problems his whole life Amen. until he was taken up to the Father. If Jesus went through trials, family, we're going to go through trials. Amen. But one thing about trials, trial doesn't define us. So what happened with Joseph here? Joseph had integrity, but part of his wife pursued him. She lusted after Joseph. Joseph again turned her down. And she returned and lied and said Joseph lusted after her. When word got back to Potiphar, Joseph got placed in prison. How the word, bro? I, I, I brought you out of jail. I put you in my house. Now you're trying to take my wife away from me. So Potiphar put him in jail. Joseph can't defend himself. Potiphar, that ain't true, bro. Potiphar, that's not true. I didn't try to do this. Potiphar said, no, go to prison. So how does it happen to a righteous man? 
He's under the Lord. He's been faithful through trials. He's doing everything God has called him to do. He's doing everything. He's been faithful. He has interpreted dreams to his father. He done everything right, Mr. Jerry. But he can't take a break. Many of you might feel like you might have honored the Lord in singleness. You might have honored the Lord in marriage. You have prayed often to the Lord. You have prayed this morning. You have prayed before you went to bed every, or last night. You have been faithful to God's word. You even have read scriptures. You have been so faithful to God. Then all of a sudden, something devastating happened. What in the world? Lord, I've been faithful to you, but now something devastating just happened. Lord, I've done everything you asked me to do, but now i got to face this. Why, Lord? Why me? Why couldn't have been him? Why couldn't have been her? Why me? They be at the casino every day. I'm at church. Why me? But the question we should be asking, in the midst of all these trials, we should be asking the question, Lord, how can I glorify you in this? Amen. How can I honor you in the midst of not knowing how to get rid of addiction of pornography, addiction of alcohol, addiction of other things? Lord, what are you showing me in this? Again, trial doesn't mean God isn't present. Struggles doesn't mean God is not present. It doesn't mean that we're not faithful to God. Trials. But it does mean that God is wiser than us, that at this moment we don't understand his plan, but God is going to work it all out for his glory to conform us to the image of his son. We don't know the plans of God. But God allow our trials and the things we struggle with to make us more like him. Amen. I know some of you guys are saying, Lord, it's like, get this away from me. Please get this away from me. Y'all been there before? Like, Lord, get this away from me. But the Lord don't do it. Sometimes he let us stay there, doesn't he? Sometimes you let it stay there. You ask the question, Lord, you ask, or as we can ask anything from you, right? Can you get this away from me? But sometimes the Lord allows it to stay there. And the reason for that is the Lord is using that very thing in a unique way that we don't understand to make you more like Jesus. To show you that you are not dependent on him. To show you that he will bring you through it. I don't know exactly everything what the Lord is doing, but I know everything that the Lord allowed to happen in our lives as believers, he would turn it around and be for our good and be for his good. That's good. Because we know this because Joseph was honored by his father when his brothers hated him. Joseph is now honored by the jailer in prison. One person said this Joseph prospered in prison by God's favor. As a result, the jailer, jailer put Joseph in charge of the prison. Every time the brother, something bad happened, Lord, it's all. Joseph had prospered under God in Potiphar's house and, he, and was put in charge. And here again, he prospered under God and put in charge. Four times this chapter affirmed the Lord was with Joseph. Joseph prospered everywhere he went. And no matter how much bad things that came his way, he still prospered. We're going to see this now. Let's look at point two. Joseph interprets dreams. 
Joseph has been given the gift by the Lord to interpret dreams in the past. When he had a dream of ruling of stars and sheaves, the dream meant that one day he would rule over his brothers. So Joseph wasn't sure when the dream would come to pass that he's going to rule over his family and brothers, but Joseph interpreted that dream properly. But now he's putting in place again with dreams. There's another set of dreams now. This set of dreams in prison is about a cupbearer and a baker. The cupbearer will be the one to pour the wine for a high-ranking official for the king. So Sir Gregory is king, right, of Central Park. So Greg would actually have someone, a cupbearer, pour a cup of wine for him while he sits on his throne. That's what a cupbearer would do for an actual king. So this cupbearer right here was actually a high-ranking official for Pharaoh and also the baker. But the cupbearers, they are in prison at this time. So the cupbearer had a dream about a vine with three branches. Listen to this. Well, let me say this right here. And the branch produces some grapes, and the cupbearer would squeeze the grapes into Pharaoh's cup. Look at verse 12 in chapter 40. Then Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation. The three branches are three days. In the three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your office, and you shall place Pharaoh's cup in his hand as formerly. When you were his cupbearer, only remember when it's well, when it's well with you, and please do, do me the kindness to mention me to Pharaoh. So get me out of this house. So he told the, uh, the cupbearer, what's your dream was going to be? Um, the, the three branches represented three days. Three days, the cupbearer is going to be back in the office of, with Pharaoh. Pharaoh is going to restore him back to the cupbearer. He's going to get out of prison. What about the baker dream? What did the baker dream mean? So the baker dream was about three cake baskets on his head. With different foods, but birds ate the food out of the basket. So Joseph interpreted his dream. So what does it mean by three cake basket on his head? What does that mean? Joseph interpreted. Joseph says this in verse 18. And Joseph answered and said, this is the interpretation. The three baskets are three days. And in three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from you and hang you on the tree. And the birds will eat the flesh from you. The brother like, man, hold on. I didn't, you sure this my dream? Can that be in a cake bearer dream? Some might be asking about how in the world did Joseph be able to do this? It's the Lord that was with Joseph. Joseph had continually interpreted these dreams. And we know about this by verse 20, that Joseph's dreams would come true in verse 20. The fulfillment of the baker and the cupbearer dream come true. Listen to what happened to the cupbearer and the actual baker. This is what Joseph says about him. Later, this is what it tells about in the scriptures. On the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he made a feast for all his servants and lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the head of the chief baker among his servants. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand, but he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph but forgot him. So regardless of the cupbearer, the Lord didn't forget Joseph. 
Cupbearer forgot about him, but the Lord didn't forget him. So Pharaoh had a dream too later now. So now Joseph has interpreted these dreams faithfully. And he got back to Pharaoh like this dude can interpret dreams. Now Pharaoh had uh, two dreams. He dreamed about seven healthy cows and seven thin cows. Then he dreamed about seven healthy ears of corn and seven bad ears of corn. Now Joseph now goes, go ahead and interpret the dream for Pharaoh. So there will come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. But after them there will arise seven years of famine, and all plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land, and the plenty will be unknown to the land by the reason of the famine that will follow, for it will be severe. And the doubling of Pharaoh's dream means that the thing is fixed by God, and God will shortly bring it about. So God gave two dreams. He gave one about cows and one about ears. And Joseph goes on and says it right here. If I interpreted both of these dreams, this is going to happen for sure. And what happened after this in verse in point number three, as we get ready to end. Joseph may rule over the entire Egypt. Joseph interpreted properly the cupbearer and the baker. He interpreted Pharaoh's dream. The young man was sold in slavery, now like many uh, sold amongst slavery, been in prison amongst many unbelieving people today. All these things that happened to Joseph. But the Lord's face was still shining upon him. As he interpreted Pharaoh's dream properly, he interpreted the cupbearer's dream properly, he interpreted the baker's dream properly. But the brother's still in bondage. It's like he's still in bondage. But that's not always going to be the case. The evil plan of man might seem more powerful than God at times. But God's plans are always better than the evil plans of the world. Amen. So what happened? Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream properly. And what did the Lord do? The Lord turned a prisoner to a ruler. He came in through the Ishmaelites, right? The Ishmaelites, the Midianites, right? He came in as a slave at the lowest you can come in within Egypt, and he comes out to be the ruler of Egypt. How does this happen? Verse 33 in chapter 41. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh proceed to appoint overseers over the land or to take one fifth producer of the land in Egypt during the seven plentiful years. Drop down to verse 37. This proposal pleased Pharaoh and all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find a man like this in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has shown you all this, there is none so discerning and wise as you are. You shall be ruler of my, over my house, and all my people shall order themselves as you command. 
Only as regards to the throne will I be greater than you. Potiphar, right? Now, Pharaoh is made leader over Potiphar, the one wife, his wife, the one that lied on Joseph. He has made ruler over him. Y'all can't tell me what my God can't do. He is the same God yesterday, forevermore. We can trust him. Joseph is now set in position to now to rule over his brother if they come to Egypt. You guys remember Joseph's dream that one day he's going to rule over his family? Family, he has became ruler. The last thing we left in his actually ruling over his family is the family being there in Egypt. And if the Lord permits, we'll see this happen here the next weeks ahead. Let me end here today with a couple applications. How do you deal with times when evil is around you? How do you deal with it? How do you deal with times when evil is all around you? By nature, we want to try to defend ourselves and try to fight back, right? Joseph is recorded as accepting whatever the Lord has thrown his way. We don't see Joseph overly complaining about what's happening in his life, do we? He taking it strong. You guys know in Boston, I, I knocked a couple folks out of my time. In Boston, you got to have a strong what? Chin. You got to have a strong chin. Joseph is facing this with a strong chin. I don't know what the Lord is doing, Joseph sees here, but the problem is continuing to happen. Family, let us be like Joseph. When trials come our way, we, we don't have to complain and fight others, but what we can do, we can wait and trust the Lord. Amen. So family, our faith has to be rooted in the Lord. How do you deal with evil people or evil things or evil circumstances? You wait on the Lord. You trust the Lord. Your faith has to be rooted in the Lord. If it's not rooted in the Lord, You'll be all over the place. And do so many things that this under the Lord. Family, your faith has to be rooted, rooted in the Lord when trials come your way. Number two, we don't have to try to exalt ourselves by, to be accepted by others. That Joseph could have just, you know, got in with his brothers. He could have just said, okay, man, y'all right, man. Hey, I'm going to take this coat off and let me be accepted by my brothers. Hey, forget this coat my dad gave me and this and that. Joseph could have did it his own way to be accepted by the world. Family, we don't have to do things to be accepted by the world. The Lord would exalt his people by us being faithful to him. He will exalt his people. Just be faithful to the Lord. You're not going to be able to please everybody. You know, right? Some people don't like bald fades like Boosie. You know, some people don't like, you know, Air Force Ones. Some people don't like the color red. Some people don't like the color blue. Family, y'all can't please everybody in the world. You cannot please everybody. You go crazy trying to get be accepted by everybody in the world. You can't. Family, you are accepted by one that matters the most. It's the Lord. Amen. And by being accepted by the Lord, he's going to exalt you. You are going to be raised, right? 
in heavenly places. We're going to be with him forevermore. What better seat than that? So let us not settle for the things in this world that lie to us. Let's be accepted by these things in this world. We're accepted by God. Because the world is all you based on conditions. If you are S, Y, and Z, if you do these certain things, you do these certain things, then the world say, okay, you can be with me. You can sit at the table with me. Christ exalted his people based upon himself. On his righteousness and what he has done, he has made us righteous. And we are righteous just as Christ is righteous, not because in of ourselves, he makes us righteous regardless of what we did last night. We are righteous before him. So family, Christ exalts you. Yeah, my people might point for, ah, that person used to do this. They just did this. They can point all the fingers of the world, but we can say this right here. Christ said, this is who I am. Amen. That's good. <laughs> Last thing, application three as we end. Listen to this carefully. It is okay not knowing the plans of God. Do y'all hear that? It is okay not knowing the plans of God. And what I mean by this, when things in life doesn't make sense, it makes sense to God. Stop being nosy. Stop trying to figure out everything else around you. What the Lord wants you to know, he will reveal to you on his time if he wants you to know it. If you don't want you to know it, he won't tell you. Chill Rest. He know all things. So we can trust him even in time we are confused on what's happening in our life. Hold on to what has been revealed to us by God and his word. The stuff that we don't understand is staying right now. It's the reason why we don't understand it. If he wants you to understand it, he will let you understand right in a second. He haven't let you understand because he don't want you to know right now. So what did he want you to know? He'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen. What do you want you to know? I go to prepare a place for you. That's what do you want you to know? That he's going to destroy this world. He's going to create a new heavens and new earth. What do you want you to know? That one day sin will be put away with forevermore. What else do he want you to know? He wants you to know that you will be clothed in righteousness. What else do he want you to know? That that job is treating you like all the things in the world, right? What he wants you to know, that he is going to bring you to his kingdom, that you will not have to work again. You can rest upon him forevermore. What else he wants you to know? That being married as a single person would not truly fulfill what Christ can do. That Christ fulfilled better than what a marriage can do. What else he wants you to know? You can go to him. You can find rest in him. So family, it's okay that we don't know certain things. We don't have to follow that vanity, right? When? You know, we try to grab it. We try to grab it. I'm just grabbing things, grabbing things. What I have in my hand? Nothing. We're just blowing in the wind. We travel, going out and trying to figure these things out. Family, let us rest. Let us rest in the unknown that Lord has gone before me. Let me go to bed at night. You might have to pop a couple of little Benadryls every now and then, but rest in the Lord, and he will see us through. Let me pray for us. That's good.